Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week, we're talking about drones with Nathan Holliday, co-chair of the Thunderbird Drone Festival, coming August 25th and 26th to Woodward. But first, a word from our sponsor. You are called to be bold. You have a right to the best wireless service, high-speed internet, and customer service at a price that you can feel good about. At Bravado Wireless, we know this, and that's why we put you and your community first. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. All right, let's dig into our uh, question of the week. We are always looking for that perfect picture, that incredible vantage point that you just can't miss. So we asked you, what's the best view in Oklahoma? First up, Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner. There's so many. I actually had to make notes on this yesterday because I was getting a little tied up in my head. But um, have you ever driven, obviously, you know, and there were a lot on social media that, I, that I'll let them say, but have you ever, uh, like when you go north from like Beaver's Bend, Broken Bow on 270, and then you get up toward where you're getting up toward like Tallahena and Smith, or not Tallahena, but like Smithville, and you're up really high and you can see straight across the valley. It's not the Talamina Drive, but it's a similar view. It's really gorgeous. So that is one of the ones that I would pick. Um, uh, I feel like there's a lot of landscape things in there, so I thought about some urban views too, like the Mayo rooftop in Tulsa is mm. a really cool view. The Ambassador Hotel here is really cool. Um, and the Price Tower in Bartlesville is a cool kind of urban yeah. great view. So those are some ones that I thought about as well. Kind of a good hybrid. Lots of good ones, yeah. Yeah. Managing their suckers for a view. Man. Yes. We love a view. Yes. <laughs> Carly, what's your answer? <laughs> well, okay, so since best is obviously very difficult to achieve, yeah. I just picked yeah. my favorite, which is um, <laughs> Lake Overholzer. Uh, Philip and I go to Yukon for a lot of our needs, like groceries and stuff like that. And anytime we're driving back, we try to drive around Lake Overholzer because it's just so nice. That's There's nice. always somebody fishing, and it's just like a really quiet lake. And so, yeah, I love it. I like that. Yeah. I love that Route 66 bridge over there. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Really yeah. good answer. Photo writer Megan Rossman. You've you've seen things. <laughs> A few. <laughs> uh, one of the first things that came to mind was uh, Horizon Trail at Quartz Mountain State oh, Park. A it's one. a really beautiful view, especially in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, Horizon Trail, the sunrises you can imagine is very pretty there. Um, a view that I also really like in Oklahoma City, just very close to us now, is um, the Great Banking Hall in the First National oh, Center. Good. I have always what? loved to just sit in there, and now you can do it and actually have something to do now yeah. that it's a bar and a restaurant and... Um, it's so pretty in the Christmas time. I was um, just thinking about that. Yeah. 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 And then there's another view that I really like, which is way, it's uh, 63rd and what is the cross street? Sooner Road, I think. 63rd and Sooner Road, if you go out there, there are these big open strips of farmland. And it's always really green and really pretty. And I like to go drive in that area sometimes. Sometimes just when I'm like, when I can't think of anything to do, but I need to get out of my house, I just go driving around there and yeah. That's, that's good. You're the, you're the one who introduced me to the beauty that is Eastern Oklahoma County. Yes, so thank I love you. it. Yeah. Research editor Ben Lucian. I think I've talked about my uh, my love and appreciation for Gloss Mountain a few times on mm-hmm. the podcast, uh, and that is still an amazing view. I turned thirty up on that uh, up on that mountain. Nice. So <laughs> it's a good place to turn uh, 
yes, it, it is. Um, another one that I have in mind is uh, in Scissor Tail Park, the south portion of Scissor Tail Park. Um, there's a big hill up on the tail end, and when you're on top of that hill, you can look back to the um, Oklahoma, or uh, the um, uh, Oklahoma City, that's where we live, the <laughs> Oklahoma City skyline, and it is uh, just all nice and compact there, kind of in a sort of vignette kind of view, uh, which as a north sider, I don't see that uh, that side of Oklahoma City very much, so yeah. that is a, a view I very appreciate. That's a good one. Those are good. You guys are, these are good answers, you guys. What, do you, what about you? Uh, well, I mean, I agree that we're spoiled for choice. There's <laughs> so, so much to see. Uh, and and I'm with Carly, even though I'm the one who put best in the question, it's, it's completely subjective. Yeah. And also, like, it depends on your mood at the time. I think one of my favorites is uh, the Lodge at Lake Murray. Oh, um, yeah. Sitting, if you, if you stay at uh, the Lake Murray Lodge, uh, you have a little back patio that mm. sits out over this nice open lawn that runs down to the water and uh, especially at sunrise and sunset you're going to see a lot of animals deer and geese and and other critters that kind of come out and uh, and beg for food sometimes Uh, (laughs) but it's just it's a really great place to kind of feel connected um, while also being very pampered it's like like I'm you know I'm I'm in a nice chair I'm up on a balcony and probably enjoying an adult beverage of some sort and looking out and seeing all this uh, you know seeing the lake and seeing all the nature kind of around you it's just it's a it's a nice change of pace for you know someone who's in the suburbs a lot that's a good answer a lot of state parks love this room today what what did we have on social media we had some good ones on social media we had eight silly ones too yeah, yes <laughs> uh mel uh pumayugra said what's up melly mel uh wichita mountains are pretty cool but the great salt plains are also amazing to me yep mm-hmm. um had a lot of folks and i honestly nate i is i suspected this was going to be you but uh Lori flynn philip and alex hannah all said black mesa good uh, uh especially uh, Lori flynn said black mesa at night breathtaking which absolutely true I, yes i've been there with her to see that so yes that's uh, uh, the, uh, That's my friend. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Preston Lee, uh, clearly trying to get something from us, said that his favorite view is when I see there's a new Oklahoma Today podcast. Uh, <laughs> yep. Is he seeing anybody? Uh, <laughs> uh, Melissa Cody Brewer uh, said the Kayamichi Mountains. Uh, those came up a few times. Uh, Brian Farley mentioned the Three Sticks Monument. Mm. That's about where I was talking about. Yeah. My 270 thing. That's, yeah, if you go to the Three Sticks mm-hmm. Monument, you'll see that. Yeah. Uh, Megan Childers said the Osage Cove campgrounds at Caw Lake. Caw Lake's all, another Caw one. Caw Lake that's, is gorgeous. It, yeah. it really, and it's it um, it doesn't necessarily feel like Oklahoma sometimes it's when you're Kansas-y there. It's more because you're right up there by Kansas. Yeah. yeah, but it's also like the I it's don't know pretty, the, the woods are pretty dense there too mm-hmm. if you get out. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, that lot, lake kind of appears out of nowhere. In fact, like yes. when you drive up to it, it's kind of cool. Uh, Gary Letty said the Canadian River, looking west to the beautiful and very historic. Antelope Hills in far western Oklahoma with the old Santa Fe Trail route running through the Middle West beside the mighty South Canadian River. That's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Very specific. (laughs) Uh, Which I I appreciate. Uh, Robert Reed said I try to get clever but really I can't think of one that beats Mount Scott. And we had a lot of folks who were were big fans of Mount Scott. Uh, John Carlson said the Talamina Skyline Drive is really awesome. Um, 
Uh, Lori Laub said, I don't know the name of the peak, but driving from Red Oak to Stigler in the Kayamichis, there's a peak with a breathtaking view. Um, and then uh, plenty of love for uh, for Hochitown, Beaver's Bend. Uh, Chris Shat said, the Mountain Fork River, Beaver's Bend State Park is just one that you absolutely can't cool. miss. Yeah. I'm amazed that a plate of food didn't make it somewhere to, uh, well, to those answers, yeah. but that's okay. And I, I mm. should point out that um, local music superstar uh, Casey Clifford uh, said that her favorite view in Oklahoma is Nathan Gunner's smile. Thanks, Case. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Love yeah. you to beat. Love yeah. you to bits. Love you to beats. Also, yes, that's yeah. that's also true. Also, yeah. yeah. If, if, Being a if you've ever seen her at the Blue Door, you love Lots her to beats. beats. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk to Nathan Holiday about the Thunderbird Drone Festival. And we are very pleased to welcome in Mr. Nathan Holiday. He is the uh, co-director of the Thunderbird Drone Festival, which is coming. Uh, in uh, late August to Woodward. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Nathan. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, uh, first of all, tell me a little bit about the Thunderbird Drone Festival. You guys have been doing this for a couple of years, right? Yeah, so this is our third year. Uh, we started in 2021. Um, and uh, we are Oklahoma's first and only drone film and photo award show and drone technology event. And okay. We're, we're located out in Woodward, Oklahoma out here towards the panhandle. Yeah. Well, and your your business is uh, drone photography, drone filmmaking, and, and a lot of other stuff. Uh, tell me a little bit about the yes. work that, that you and your uh, your brother-in-law do. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Chris is much more talented than I am. <laughs> um, and he is, uh, I'll brag on him because he wouldn't brag on himself and he's not here to defend himself. So, um, so yeah, so Chris is, is, uh, international award-winning drone cinematographer. Um, he is also a virtual, uh, visual effects artist. And so, um, he kind of got started in drones several years ago and, um, he got some notoriety in, in the drone film festival circuit. He made this, uh, short film with his son, Kai and it's called Cardboard Cadet. And uh, he was basically, you know, just looking for a creative outlet and developed this short film with his son and involved uh, some green screen work and some visual effects. And basically the the whole premise of the video was his son built this cardboard um, airplane. And so in his imagination, he is flying it around the town of Woodward, ends up getting into a dog fight, you know, and then he kind of flashes back into reality and, yeah, and, you know, his dad like wakes up, Hey, it's time for dinner. He's like, okay, I'll be back in a bit. And he kind of flies off into the sunset. Right. And so Chris actually used drones to capture a lot of those plates or those, those shots where Kai was flying. Yeah. And so that ended up kind of, he ended up kind of getting into a lot of film festival circuits like that. Um, New York city, two years in a row, LA, um, that particular film, um, was actually accepted one of 13 into DJI's International Film Fest, a drone film festival in Frankfurt in 2019. So um, I got to go over to Frankfurt with him for that. And so <laughs> because of that, um, we were kind of involved in our everything local that's going on here. And Chris is really known as kind of just a creative yeah. guy and kind of the drone guy here in, in town. And so the city had approached him a few years prior about like, hey, what would it look like to do a drone film festival here? Like, could we do that? Could we pull it off? And so, you know, we're we're friends with a lot of the 
the people that kind of run tourism or, you know, the arts theater were really involved with that too. And so um, they kind of approached us and uh, with the idea and then, you know, COVID hit. And so they're like, okay, well, let's not do it this year. And so <laughs> they kind of wrapped back around in 2021. We're like, Hey, we kind of really want to do this. And so we said, okay, well, let's, let's give it a shot. And uh, since then it's kind of grown and, and uh, we've gotten to do and meet a lot of people that, Really, I mean, we're just mostly on the creative side and, you know, my, my personal um, involvement on the creative side, I'm, I'm an audio guy first. And so my background is in audio engineering and production. And, and so, um, you know, Chris being my brother-in-law, my wife is a singer and songwriter and um, who she actually has uh, one of OK Tourism's new, um, new ads. She's one of the vocalists on. Oh, awesome. Cool. So, so yeah, uh, kind of just a crazy connection there, but uh, <laughs> right. so they're just, they're just incredible creative people. And so, um, I ended up launching a video company of my own in March of 2020, um, rise of the world was shutting down. I was starting a business. Um, and, uh, so I knew that drones were something that I wanted to get into and needed to kind of get into. And since then, um, I ended up getting plugged in with a few uh, realtors here in Woodward, Northwest Oklahoma. And as you know, there's a lot of land out here, a lot of opportunities to capture aerial photography. And so that ended up being a big part of my business and um, has been uh, just a really cool way to get uh, just another connection point between Chris and I, and then, and then also just to uh, be another creative outlet as well. So, yeah. You know, um, I, uh, I I worked in newspapers for a for a long time, and I remember you know our photographers were always really stymied when it came to getting those really high shots. I mean, at one point we literally uh, had to partner with one of the TV stations to use our helicopter to get up and get these right. aerial shots, and and drones have really changed that so much, and they they brought some of those wide cinematic shots to to um to everybody you know it, it doesn't take the investment that's much lower now in order to be able to do the, these kind of amazing things and then you're also using it for wild sound right um as far as like well, recording audio because you can you can get uh you can you can like if you wanted the the sound from a from the top of a waterfall or something like that there are ways now that you can access areas that it's harder for people to just get to um yeah so i think uh with that you know as far as like the barrier to getting getting those shots is definitely much lower and the the cool thing now that we're seeing in it, with all technology is that um, even just in the last three to five years, you know, um, technology has in, increased so much that it has even made that more accessible to to people. And more accessible means more affordable, um, you know, whereas you would pay, you know, out the nose for something that could shoot 4K five, six years ago. Now it's that's standard. Yeah. You know, and, and you can get that in any prosumer drone. You could go to Costco right now, spend a couple hundred bucks and and have amazing quality, you know. And um, so which also brings about other challenges, right? So now sure. that now that it's more accessible, more people, you know, can get into it. And so what one thing that we found last year, so last year we had this overwhelming 
response in our film festival side. So our our festival is is multifaceted. It's not just film and photo. It's mm-hmm. we also have a uh, a day of drones, which is more industry focused, which we can get into in a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, last year we had over two hundred submissions from thirty countries, and yeah. so you know our nine or 10 judges, we were just floored by all the creativity and the, these beautiful places. But one thing that like kind of hit me, I was like, man, like I am used to now seeing beautiful drone footage. Like I am, I am attuned to like, Oh, that's a man. Wow. Iceland is gorgeous. Now tell me a story. Yeah. Right. And so um, it's not just cool anymore to, for everybody to have this crazy vantage point you know it it comes back to like okay now captivate me yeah so like a lot of the films that really just blew us away like our our show winner last year was like this amazing piece from south africa and man the guy had to like uh it was this it told a story from like like covid like the world shutting down and then opening back up again but the way he had to capture things, like to have the forethought to do it, and then like couple that with drone cinematography, couple that with visual effects, couple that with this incredible storyline. Oh yeah, no voiceover. Oh wow, just just foley sound effects, sound design, and to tell a story, man, that is that's where it's like, oh, this is awesome. This yeah. is so cool and. Um, I mean, that's really the promise of new technologies, though, isn't it? It, It's 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 always great to have something that can do something new, but it always comes back to human ingenuity and creativity. And I I think it's what's really great about what you guys are doing. So the film festival is scheduled for uh, August 25th um, there uh, at the Woodward Conference Center. And it's about two hours. How many different uh, movies will people see when they when they come there? Yeah, so right now we have about an hour and a half long show, so about 40 films or so. So um, it's uh, August 25th and 26th, so it's a two-day event. Yes. And uh, so basically the doors will open at the Woodbury Conference Center at 6 p.m. And kind of what somebody can expect when attending the festival is so we'll open the show. It'll be a film festival, essentially like you're going to the movies, right? Um, And it'll be an award show. So we'll, we have all these different categories of films. And so we'll have different people come in and introduce those and, and, you know, we'll give awards out. We'll also be live streaming the event because a lot of our attendees, I mean, it's an international film festival. So some of our winners will be from South Korea or South, you know, South Africa or anything like that. So, um, so we'll virtually give those out. And then um, following the uh, the award show is a we'll have a drone light show. Uh, a company called Dynamic Skies will be doing putting on a drone light show. There's 50 drones to take off in the night sky and do a bunch of different things. Yeah. And um, we did that last year. It was so cool. Um, and we're doing that again this year. We're super excited to bring that. And there's also a drone startup called Helion Illumination that'll be doing a drone demo. Um, they it's this guy from OU and he he recently just graduated and he developed this 14,000 lumen LED light that can strap onto any prosumer drone like a Mavic or anything like that and it's designed and kind of aimed towards um search and rescue missions so you can put it on this drone and and go out and turn this super bright light on and try to find people and there's other uses for that of course too um yeah well I definitely noticed on the the demo uh, on the the uh 
um, calendar of events there that you guys had uh, first responders and other relevant parties. And I, I, I immediately got to thinking like, you know, the drones really are just such an amazing technology and I, and, and very exciting, but they're also a lot of fun. One of the things that, that people who are coming out there are going to be able to see is uh, you guys are going to have these, uh, the, the sky high shootout racing. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so so that'll be uh, on Saturday, August twenty sixth, uh, at what we're calling our drone day. Yeah. So um, sky high shootout. It's a FPV races, so first person view, and so FPV racers. You know, if if any of you have been watching movies or TV at all recently, you've you've seen an FPV drone shot, and they are super high energy usually. Um, flying really fast. You're like, how in the heck did they film that thing? <laughs> it was a drone. And yeah. the crazy thing about these drones is like, okay, so everything that I do on the real estate side, capturing aerial cinematography and stuff, it's, I feel like it, I call it like cheating. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm flying the drone. I'm operating the drone. Yes. But I can take my hands off the joystick and it will stay there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's got a, a device inside the drone that will let it hover until the battery dies and that will land right these drones do not have that it is full oh. manual flying so if you let off the triggers that thing will just drop out of the air oh wow and so because of that like you can do all of these different maneuvers that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do because that mechanism that mechanism inside the drone keeps itself from doing a flip or doing something that would otherwise tell itself that this is unstable right yeah. so we have uh, tiny whoop races so fpv drones come in all different shapes and sizes these drones in particular are little three inch tiny whoops and um they zoom through all these different obstacles and so it's a really fun uh, way to see it and so we'll actually have some big screens up and you can watch and see what the pilot sees so they'll be wearing goggles yeah and they will see this feed of the drone right it's first person view so it's like if you're watching the goggles it's like you are the drone yeah and so we can actually show that on the screen and and you know kids love it it's super cool and they they get pretty pretty intense sometimes and so we'll have a bunch of different heats that run throughout the day on yeah. saturday and uh, we're actually introducing something new this year that we haven't had the last two years, which we just heard about this year. And it's something called drone soccer. Oh, yeah. Drone soccer. And so it's like the the official like college regular regulation size drone soccer, I guess, field um, is about the size of a volleyball court. I okay. think we'll have something around that size, maybe a little bit smaller. Um, but it's essentially these drones that look like you know, balls that float in the air yeah. and it's, it's line of sight flying. So it's not, I'm not looking at a controller with a video screen and then flying off the drone. I'm like looking at the drone and flying it. Okay. So it's just line of sight. It's a different skill set. Yeah. Um, think, think like remote control car. Yeah. Like you don't see what the car sees. You're just controlling the car and you can see where it goes. Right. It's, that's what drone soccer is. So line of sight flying. And so it's exactly what it sounds like. There's goals and all different kinds of stuff. And so we'll have drone soccer. <laughs> so we're super excited about that. And we'll also have some, uh, some breakout sessions in the morning. Um, everything from, you know, how to elevate your aerial photography to, Hey, intro to drones, like beginners for drones, like questions like, well, 
Yeah, what do I need to do to get licensed? How do I get my 107? Like, what is my 107? Um, you know, why is that important? Things like that. And then we'll have an advanced drone users class um, talking about everything that's going on with remote ID right now, you know, asking the FAA questions of like, where's this piece of legislation going or maybe giving opinions, anything like that. So um, we're really excited. We will have some members of the FAA there as well to kind of help build some of those questions and and they're, they're actually bringing a, a flight simulator too. So that'll be pretty fun. And yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're super excited. So, I mean, it's, it's like you said, there's so many different uses of drones now. Yeah. And um, a part of the, just one of the super unique things about our festival. And we didn't, we didn't consider this when we got into this, you know, uh, Thunderbird drone festival is, one of the only public facing drone events, if not the only one in the state, for sure, for sure in the state, but potentially in the region. Yeah. And so um, the the value proposition for some of these organizations that want to be involved, like the Oklahoma Aeronautics Commission or the FAA, is that, you know, this is a public event. It's not just pilots talking to pilots or, you know, drone users or drone investors talking to other drone investors. It's it's you can talk to just the general public and educate people of like, no, we're not spying on you in your back. <laughs> um, hey, it's actually illegal to try to shoot down a drone. It's a yeah. felony. So don't do that. Um, that happened to me once. That was an interesting <laughs> story. Um, yeah, we won't, we won't go there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and so it's, it's a really, we find ourselves in this really unique position of like, yeah, we, so Chris and I essentially solely exist on, on the creative industry side in the film industry. Um, but there's this whole other world of, you know, drones being used for inspections, for roof inspections, for, um, for wind turbine inspections, for uh, geological mapping, how you can do topographic, photogrammetry and and use it in, in surveys and you can you know use it to help find people that are lost you can put a thermal camera on a drone and go use it to find hot spots after you know a fire department has put out a a grass fire that yeah. that happened this last yeah. year you know um so there's all these different there's a spraying drones so you can there's these gigantic Agri T4 DJI Agri T40s and similar that can carry payloads up to 55 pounds of chemical that can go and spray a field. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It All really is. You can do and so, so we had to make it a two day event. Yeah, you know, you, I mean the the applications are are really crazy and uh, and it sounds like if you are a drone pilot, if you want to be a drone pilot, if you're just interested in in drones and want to know more about them. Uh, you can head over to the ThunderbirdDroneFestival.com. Uh, that's going to have all the information on this year's Drone Festival, which is August 25th and 26th in Woodward. Uh, and uh, you can also get tickets. Tickets are $35 for general admission, uh, $50 for VIP. And, and if you can't make it to Oklahoma, and I know everybody wants to, especially especially this summer, everybody wants to be here. Uh, right. If you can't make it, uh, it it's $10 for uh for some of the uh, streaming events uh that you can uh, that you can enjoy from your uh from your very own home um uh nathan thank you so much for coming on man i really do appreciate uh, you guys coming on and, and letting us know about this and uh i'm looking forward to seeing uh some of the films that are coming out of here 
Yeah, thank you so much, Greg. We're really, really excited about this year and always super appreciative and thankful to to get to tell other people about the festival and really just to get get to meet more people and and you know, talk about drones. And and you said it right, like it, you know, if you're interested in drones, that's great. You know, but there's there's something for everybody. We've got a drone corral Absolutely. for kids. NASA is doing a STEM event again this year, um, which drones and education is a whole other thing we didn't even get into. It's huge. <laughs> right. And so, you know, if if you're a teacher and you're listening to this and you're like, man, how can I get my kids involved? Email us info at thunderbirddronefestival.com. And you know, if if the cost is prohibitive, anything like that, we'd love to try to work something out. Yeah. Um you know, we'd love to get you here to the festival or at least start that conversation. Exactly. Exactly. And, and uh, everybody, once again, it is ThunderbirdDroneFestival.com. Uh, Nathan, thanks so much, man. Thanks, Greg. Really appreciate it. Megan flies drones. Yeah, I sometimes do. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty. Was it hard to learn? No, it wasn't. No, it's <laughs> no, it's pretty easy. Really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> that's cool. I think it's cool that you and Lori know how to do that. I just... I always think it's cool when people know how to do stuff. I'm super interested in some of the like competitive events at this thing. Yeah. Like the idea of using it for uh, first aid, uh, first responder stuff is really cool, and the idea of being able to uh, get views and wild sound that you wouldn't be able to get otherwise yeah. is awesome. But like they're doing, they have goggles on racing where the people who are who are racing the drones are literally they have the view of the drone in there, which has got to be feeling like Superman, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just spinning around and like, I would get so sick. And then they also have like this drone soccer where everybody is backed away and you don't, you don't get to have that first person view. So you're controlling it almost like a remote control car uh, and and trying to score points, which uh, again, I think is really awesome. It just shows that there's a ton of potential and a lot of uh, versatile uses for drones. Have you guys ever seen a a fireworks show done with drones? Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool i i actually kind of i mean fireworks are great we you know fireworks are fun but like there's a lot that goes with like there's noise and there's botheration and there's distress to pets um and there's using of chemicals that aren't necessarily in large supply to make all the different colors and stuff so i think i think drones as fireworks is a cool like potential future thing to kind of solve some of those problems mm-hmm. and i mean you can also design it in such a way yeah that it's oh yeah look, you can do yeah, stuff I mean, that's insane yeah, yeah. Really so cool, cool. i love it all right well it's now time for us to once again plumb the depths of travel Travelok.com's calendars for our weekly pod events, and first up this week is Ben. Sometimes I get the urge to drop everything in my life and go backpack across East Asia. But then I remember how, just a few minutes ago, I didn't even want to get up off the couch to grab another Arnold Palmer from the fridge. (laughs) Alas, this lack of motivation has put an end to my hero's journey before it could even begin. While now might not what might be a good time to kill the Expedia tab open on my web browser, the good news is that there's an opportunity this week to partake in a variety of Asian cultures without ever crossing the state border. The Asian District Night Market Festival takes place this Saturday at Oklahoma City's Military Park. Here, going global is made easy with jaw-dropping food, awesome entertainment, and horizon-broadening performances. No passport is necessary to take in tidbits of culture from China, Japan, Vietnam, Thailand, and more. We're talking live music and dancing, cool vendors, plenty of food trucks, a live fashion show, and even a pho eating contest to participate in if you happen to have been born with a second stomach. (laughs) The one-night event begins 5 p.m. and lasts until around 11. It is free to attend, but not to eat, so make sure to bring some cash along with an appetite. 
Best of all, after a full night of cross-cultural revelry, you can come home to that same friendly couch. Just remember to grab the Arnold Palmer before you get comfortable. <laughs> Visit AsianDistrictOK.com for more information. Well, this is like fun. I I I applaud anyone who can eat a lot of uh, very quickly in this weather. It's that is, yeah. it's hard for me to finish one large bowl. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I I believe these they also make it real spicy. So oh, it, it's so my. fun to watch, but maybe not. Carly sounds fun, like but... just your event. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, Megan, what's your event this week? In my book of life, there's a list of what I call perfect foods. Typically, these are dishes that are a meal within themselves and have the potential to satisfy every taste point. This includes pizza, cheeseburgers, and tacos, or maybe just a big bowl of chocolate ice cream, depending on your mood. On August 19th at the Stride Bank Center in Enid, all of my birria and barbacoa dreams will be sizzling into delicious, tangible reality at the Tacos and Margarita Festival. Food trucks and local vendors are gathering to serve all the favorites like El Pastor, uh, carnitas, carne asada, shrimp, tinga, vegetarian, along with their own unique creations. To wash it all down, guests can, of course, choose from an ample selection of margaritas, which is reportedly the most popular popular cocktail in America. <clears throat> 10 bucks gets you in, but a $45 ticket includes a t-shirt, two margaritas, and a one-hour head start on the general admission eaters. <laughs> For more information, go to stridebankcenter.com. I swear that some of the best writing we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> that was an my, absolute delight to listen to. Oh, that was well, really well written. I am I am delighted myself. Tacos inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, also, Stride Bank Center in Enid, it had has really turned up the heat. They are doing so many really fun events. Uh, if you are looking through the travelok.com events, especially for Enid, you will almost always find something cool happening at Strike awesome. Center. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's true. That's it's true. like, who doesn't want to go to a arena filled with different taco vendors? I that know. sounds like one My of the best nights Friday you night. have. That's, that, that's, that's your own personal Valhalla. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> when Megan dies in battle, she'll, she'll find herself in a no. conference room full of tacos. I'll find myself at the International Pizza Expo. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. My eternal <laughs> resting place. <laughs> and if you went while you were alive, it could be both. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nate, what's your event? Oh, so for the podcast last week, we talked a little bit about some of our favorite small towns, and I totally forgot to mention the town of Ames. Ames is like the cool, tough kid who doesn't say much, but you know there are depths there, you know? Like, because Ames Ames has a dark backstory. <laughs> this just became a true crime podcast. <laughs> a mere 500 million years ago, give or take, which is just a long nap in cosmological time, Ames had some violence happen to it. A meteorite struck very near here, digging out a crater that would have been about 10 miles in diameter. And at the same time it struck, this actually, I didn't know this until yesterday when I was writing this, and at the same time it struck, scientists believe several other large space bullets hit North America in Iowa, Wisconsin, and what is now Lake Superior. So it was just a total assault by the cosmos on our planet. Uh, it was a one, two, three, four asteroid punch, and Ames has seen some things, man. It's seen some things. So come celebrate this cool little town with the awesome origin story at Ames Day this Saturday, August 19th. It's a day full of old-fashioned fun, including turtle... I love that there's always turtle races. <laughs> there's always turtle races, and it sounds like so much fun. I never got to race turtles. 
world, turtle races, bingo, a 5K run, a horseshoe tournament, and food contests of the pie and ice cream varieties. So bring a chair, grab a burger, and wait for the auction to start while placing sweet bets on those racing turtles. And to cap it all off, Ames is planning a fireworks finale not to be missed. Now, they're not planning on striking the earth with a meteor, but it's still going to be pretty cool. For more information, call 580-554-5540. Why aren't there ever turtle bingo games? That's what I want to see. Like, just put a turtle out on a bingo board, and wherever it sits down, that's it. Call that number. Hear that, Ames? We have an idea for next year. We, we figured it out. We, we cracked the code. <laughs> Carly, what's your event? I'm sorry. What's your uh, answer to the question? I'm sorry. Uh, Carly. <laughs> Growing can be painful. It's hard looking at ourselves honestly enough to recognize our mistakes and learn from them. But the people of Poto embrace progress. Their first event, Brave the Stud Run, was too distracting. The Brave the Hud Run brought in too many people looking to buy their first home. And don't even get me started on the Brave the Judd Run. Ashley can be such a monster when she hasn't had her morning cup of coffee. (laughs) But this time, they seem to hit on the perfect formula. The Brave the Mud Run, held August 19th at the LaFleur County Fairgrounds, is messy and challenging, but a whole lot of fun for everyone except your washing machine. (laughs) The 5K winds through the Fersco Trail, which is packed with obstacles, and participants are encouraged to wear costumes, which, to be honest, probably makes the whole thing harder for them, but a lot more exciting for spectators. Registration is $40 to $45. To sign up, Google Brave the Mud Run Poto, since the actual website is long and complicated. That sounds like fun. But yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, we talked so. about photo last week. How much we like it? I would love to watch this. I would not love to participate in this. And do they yeah. ask people to be in costumes too? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That all. Yeah. That's yeah. I. That you. You You love to see a bunch of people dressed like Waldo. Yeah. Just <laughs> covered tutus. in mud. Tutus. I, you always yeah, see a bunch of tutus. tutus. That's really yeah. funny to see them all, yeah. get all muddy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The running from a knife wielding Ashley Judd sounds pretty awesome too. <laughs> I, well, this Halloween. This Halloween. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, fans of Oklahoma, the musical, not just the state, know that it didn't start off as the Rodgers and Hammerstein classic we now know and love, but as Lynn Riggs' 1931 play, Green Grow the Lilacs. Ten Things I Hate About You came from Shakespeare's The Taming of the Shrew. Clueless was a loose adaptation of Jane Austen's Emma. Uh, and The Office uh, came from The Office, but with British people. Uh, all that is to say that if you've ever said hello to Dolly, you might be interested in heading to the Broken Arrow Community Playhouse's production of The Matchmaker, a play by Thornton Wilder that inspired one of the most successful Broadway musicals of all time. Opening night for this hilarious comedy is August 18th and it'll run on select dates through August 27th. Tickets are $20 to $22. Visit BACP Theater, and that's a theater R-E, uh, dot com to learn more. That sounds like fun. Yeah. I've never seen that play. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm really loving all of the, uh, the, we're getting a lot of fun like farce plays that are yeah. coming through right now and uh, and lots of little playhouses all over the place doing some really fun <laughs> shows so That's yeah cool. if, you're, if you're looking for live entertainment and you're not a huge fan of like packed concerts yeah uh, go to see a local play no, a little play is a little nice yeah, yeah. Um, I, I had one of my favorite shows I ever saw was uh, at the Civic Center and it was um, the, uh, the the drowsy chaperone oh. uh, which was just a, uh, yeah it was it's kind of a modern farce uh, but it, it's it's like looking back on a musical that was never a real musical okay. yeah 
Uh, anyway, just fun. Creation. So kind of like the producers a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Like that. All right. Well, the sound of me imagining a knockdown, dragout fight between Carol Channing and Barbara Streisand means that this episode <laughs> of Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Day podcast, is coming to a close. I got fifty on Channing. Oh man, that she packs a punch from beyond the grave. Uh, if you can't get enough, head over to OklahomaToday.com, pick up our latest issue on newsstands, and read our bevy of new blogs. Send your feedback to OKTPod at TravelOK.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit OklahomaToday.com. Goodbye. Yay.